0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Selecting the right market is critical to your success, especially when the future of the economy is uncertain. Today we're gonna talk about some of the distinctions you can make when you're picking real estate markets on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee, and Terry Kerr from Mid-South Home Buyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So, if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888 888- 888 510-6838, extension 118. That's 888-510-6838, extension 118. Or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com.
1: Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe of Paradigm Life. Over the last few years, I've had the privilege of sharing the services of Paradigm Life with you loyal Real Estate Guys Radio listeners through our website, www.beerbank.com, and also on the annual Investor Summit at Sea. Subsequently, we have seen a variety of financial situations across the socioeconomic spectrum and how everyone, regardless of their situation, would improve their financial lives by following the system we specialize in. As a result of this experience, we have created an online e learning system so anyone without obligation can learn about the infinite banking concept. This free e learning program is found on our website, www.beerbank.com. So check it out today. The website again is www.beerbank.com.
0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, joining us as usual, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hello, Robert. And how are you? <laughs> Good. We are Thought I'd a- change
2: it up a little bit that time.
0: Yes, every week is different, and uh, this week we're going to demystify some of the uh, shortcuts to proper market selection. A lot of places to invest in this big, beautiful world, and there are so many different ways to invest in real estate. People who listen to our show for a while know that we cover as many different ways as possible, and there are more on the way. Uh, We've made some really good connections in the last couple of weeks. got some great shows coming up. You're going to be, I think, hopefully uh, pleasantly surprised at all of the different great ideas that will come into your brain. Uh, But one of the major fundamental things to decide as a real estate investor is what market am I going to pick? And we tend to look at it this way. The first thing is your personal investment philosophy. Who are you as a real estate investor and what are you trying to accomplish? Once you've figured that out, now you've got to find a market or markets that can deliver on that. Then you've got to put a team together in those marketplaces and then you get a property with the property being the last important step but the least important, and market selection is critical. So we're in an interesting time. There's a lot of folks who are out there saying, real estate's back, real estate's up, there's equity happening, and that is true, some markets are up, but the fundamentals of the market aren't necessarily super, super strong. So rather than just pick any market on a dartboard like you could in the early 2000s, You've got to be more strategic. And today, we're going to really focus on some of the quick ways to eliminate markets and have certain markets on the top of your list. Well, I mean, you know, we always hear about market cycles.
2: And if you think of it like waves coming in and coming out, and so you get this big wave of liquidity that comes in through the stimulus that occurred to offset the 911 disaster and the tech bust and all those things in the early 2000s. And that wave of money found its way into real estate, and it didn't puddle up equally. It puddled up all over the place, and there was a giant premise in the marketplace that, w- that permeated everything from the debt side to the Main Street investor side, which is real estate never goes down, not substantially. Very stable, very safe, and if you have securities backed by real estate, very safe, very
0: secure. In its aggregate, absolutely. Local markets do always go down and up. There's never been a case where every market in a country, pick a country, has gone up. That's never been the case. Never been the case in the U.S. that every single real estate market has gone up. There's always the contrarian market. But as a whole, yeah, for 40 years, the median price in America of single-family houses never went down. Right. And so that's you know
2: that's a great argument for diversification because even pre-crash, you had like Houston getting wiped out in the 70s uh, because it was very dependent upon oil and the oil industry. And then the oil industry went through major gyrations. Uh, And if you're old enough to remember all of that, the short of it was if towns that were dependent on oil for their primary business uh, got hurt. And so having economies that are diverse is important, too, in terms of your market selection. But this idea that the waves come in and the waves go out. So we've just experienced a big wave out, right? And when the waves came out, the marketplaces that had pillars underneath them, that had solid economies, that had solid infrastructure, that had more desirable amenities and locations and different components held up better than those that had gone up on a more speculative basis. They really didn't have strong fundamentals. And so the big lesson coming out of that is, hey, you know what? Since we know that the waves come in and the waves go out and real estate is not invincible, then now going forward we want to make sure we study the fundamentals and not just the momentum, right? And so that's real important. So this show is really about the concept of, okay, the wave's gone out, and now what did we learn when the wave went out? And now as the wave is coming back in again— where do we really want to go and where is that liquidity where is that money the fed has been pumping in and the, and and now that lending is beginning to come back where is that really going to land Because it will be distributed based on momentum, and it will be distributed based on fundamentals. And if you can't tell the difference between a momentum market and a fundamental market, when the wave goes back out again,
0: you're going to be stuck holding the wrong ball. Investors of all sizes, shapes, and kinds have to understand this. Institutional investors have parameters under which they invest many institutional investors so your real estate investment trusts and your big hedge funds and your insurance companies people that invest in big portfolios of real estate have criteria like this we only invest in the top 20 MSA's metropolitan statistical areas we don't invest in anything other than the top 20 markets by size All right, right off the bat you know that the top 20 markets by size have history, legacy, infrastructure, jobs, by the very nature that they're the biggest marketplaces. Now I'm not saying that's enough, but that's a criterion that a big investor uses. A small investor can be more nimble than that. As an individual investor we can say, all right, within that, the problem with the biggest markets is they're often the most competitive, right? Los Angeles and New York and Chicago are expensive real estate markets. So Directly underneath that, we want to look at the criteria for a market that has us successful if the economy does well but also less hurt if the economy goes down again. Right. Uh, you know,
2: Following the big dogs, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. You may not be able to do what they do, but you can kind of come alongside them. Imagine the big shark working its way through, and you're just a little shark, or maybe you're just a little whatever. You're not going to be able to eat what it eats. You're not going to be able to defend or attack what it can handle, but you're going to be able to pick up scraps just because you're there and you're kind of mirroring its moves, and maybe that's kind of a bad analogy but but the idea is that these big companies go into these markets and they want these big markets for a reason and one of the reasons is is they understand that when the market turns hard again, or in other words, when times get tough, the markets that have the, the strongest bones, if you will, the best structure, the biggest populations are more likely to weather the storm better. And it's, it's really, this is really a concept of understanding risk mitigation. As real estate investors, we get excited about opportunity. And it's really easy, any type of investor, not just real estate investor, to be, get on the hot money bandwagon. And this is the people that run around and chase the latest trend and try to catch the Wave, the trend is your friend, all that kind of stuff, and and you can make a lot of money doing that, but the problem is those markets can turn around and bite you, and when you're in highly fast liquid markets like the stock market, you you have to be really quick. Real estate is hard to get in and out of quickly, and so you have to be more disciplined in your market selection, especially if you're going to go through all the time and expense to do the due diligence, you're going to go through all the time and expense to do the transaction, negotiate it, arrange the financing, and if you're going to pay the extra price to lock in long-term financing, you want to be in the market long-term to get the benefit of that. So all of that says on the front end, there's just more work to be done. And one of the big shortcuts is to look at what the big guys do and say, well, they do Do it for a reason, help me understand that reason, and then I can come alongside them and maybe in the markets they're active in there are going to be deals they're not interested in that I can do, and real estate's beautiful because of that, because transactions come in all shapes and sizes.
0: Well, whether we're talking, you know, geographic or market size or product type, the other thing that big institutional investors do is they say, we only invest in A-class properties. Only the nicest, newest, prettiest stuff. So what, what do those two things have in common? Big markets with a lot of infrastructure and new and nice. It's elimination of risk. Maybe not total elimination, but certainly reduction of risk, but also reduction of potential return. What institutional investors are after more than anything else is certainty, whether that is predictable cash flow, whether that is no loss of principal, whatever that is, they have their mind around what the charter of their investment is going to be whether it's a fund whether it's a group of funds or if it's just an accumulation of people's pensions they want security so they'll take less risk for less reward now we can be more nimble than that we can invest alongside we might look at their market selection but make a different choice in product type or vice versa and you were speaking to the idea of understanding what the market has to offer which is huge I think also we're also building our team and you're gonna put all that effort you talked about into you know getting the deal and doing your market analysis and all that Well, then same thing when it comes to finding a team I don't wanna go and invest all the time to interview a whole bunch of say property managers and then buy one property there. Once I've gone to the trouble to find a great property manager, I want to leverage that. And so this is a lot about leverage. Now, at the same time, we have to say, well, what about diversity? You guys just said, right? A way to diversify is to be in different markets. And both of those things are important to different degrees, depending on what you're trying to accomplish and where you are. If it's time for your first real estate investment, a lot of our listeners are, you know, want to be real estate investors and aren't yet. Well, your first property is your first market. Okay. Property 2, do you pick a different market to diversify or the same market so you have those efficiencies? And there's not a right or wrong answer there either. So I think one of the easy things when it comes to a brand new real estate investor look at is what's happened before. This idea of waves coming in, waves coming out. We can study the markets and where they've been. And part of the history of a market is its infrastructure. Think about markets that have big, dedicated, hard to duplicate infrastructure. We just spent some time a few weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. Orlando has a ton of infrastructure. And if you heard the interview we did with Ryan Heinricher months back about Orlando, you learned some of those stories, not just the mouse, not just Disney and all of the theme parks and tourism, which is huge, but there's medical, there's a lot of different things going on. Look at a market like Las Vegas. We're going to be in Las Vegas in a few weeks. In Las Vegas, there is infrastructure that cannot be recreated. There's never going to be a market that can come up with that level of entertainment gaming convention that thing is so big there's other markets that have those things but there's only one las vegas a market like new york new york only one new york city people that live there think it's the epicenter of the world or washington dc the infrastructure of the government of the largest country economically or a market like dallas or houston where you've got distribution but you've also got oil and gas and natural resources that are built into the infrastructure. Those markets are proven. Now, within markets like that, there's more or less opportunity, again, depending on how much risk you want to take and how much upside you think is coming.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that 80-20 where you got like 80% of the infrastructure and 80% of the population and 80% of the things that are going to be attractive to industry and uh, consumers are are located in 20% of the markets. But inside that 20% of the market... Uh, those markets have that, there's going to be the eighty twenty rule again, you know, where you've got sub-markets where it's going to be much more desirable and they're going to have the better school districts or they're going to have the better medical infrastructure. Or they're going to have the better entertainment or shopping or whatever it is that the particular demographic that you're catering to is going to be interested. In education, for example, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people right now in a soft economy, education is at a premium. People are saying, hey, I need more education. I need more skills. I need to be more marketable. And so if I have to move, or if I'm thinking about where I'm going to live, having access to great education is going to be important to me. And so there's, there's these things that you have to think about as in a real estate investor. Where do I think that the overall population is going to be? What are they going to gravitate towards? And the demographic that I want to serve, most people who listen to our show are primarily residential real estate investors. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't have commercial real estate investors. It doesn't mean we don't have people who invest in retail and self-storage or even land and all the different things, Right. But I would have to say that the majority of the people who are out there are thinking, hey, I want to own an apartment building. I want to own a bunch of apartment buildings. I may just want to get started on my first house or own a couple of houses or have a house in one neighborhood and maybe one in another neighborhood. In any case, whether you're running a a $10 billion REIT or whether you're going out and buying your first duplex – Picking the market and going through the process of understanding who's the tenant who's there today, who's the tenant behind that person and behind that person, where do they work, where does my stream of income ultimately come from, you know, they're going to go trade their time for dollars, but they got to have somebody to trade with, or they're not going to be able to send you a portion of their income
0: for the privilege of living in your property. Markets leave clues. We're going to talk about some of those clues as we continue our program today. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms real
3: estate investment advice right in your mailbox sign
0: up for the free real
3: estate guys newsletter
0: at realestateguysradio.com lease. Hi, I'm Mark Victor Hansen. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. If you want to expand your consciousness, expand your wealth, expand your future, and have more delight and excite in your future than in your past, keep listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you head to our website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events, you'll see the secrets of successful syndication. If you've thought about putting money together to do bigger deals, you'll want to come out and check out that event. Two days. Of absolute awesomeness and to find all the details out there we're talking today about some of the advantages uh, markets have and how we can learn by the clues that are left obviously infrastructure a big big part of that and markets that have infrastructure are proven and it's hard to erase that now things do change right sometimes the the infrastructures in a marketplace becomes outdated right think about the the factories right in Detroit Well, that's big infrastructure that has outlived a lot of its usefulness. So part of what we want to look at is not pigeonholing infrastructure to one thing. Las Vegas is an example of that, right? The profile of the person who visits Las Vegas has changed over the years. Las Vegas has been pretty masterful at reinventing itself, but still it's changed and continues to change. And so you want to look at things that are going to be basic foundational needs long term. If I'm talking about residential real estate, then where are there going to be tenants? Tenants are gonna be where there are jobs, where there are other people, where they have access to healthcare, where they have a decent quality of life and living. There are certain marketplaces where the barista at your local coffee shop can afford their own apartment. And there are certain marketplaces where it takes six of those guys or gals to rent a studio apartment, right? Think of a San Francisco or a New York. And as a landlord, I want to make sure that I am going to where I have the highest chance of keeping my units rented and having durability in the income. And there's a lot of examples of
2: this. Yeah, so let's just talk about Las Vegas for a minute because I think that's an interesting thought. So in Las Vegas, there are lots of high rises, but they aren't office buildings. And big corporate executives don't go to Las Vegas to set up big corporate offices where you're going to have a bunch of white-collar workers. So if my personal investment philosophy or strategy is to invest in commercial office buildings, Las Vegas might not be my market. Right. But they have a huge service industry. It's a hospitality town. And a lot of those people are renters. It might be a great place to own apartments that support the people who work in this big entertainment mecca it's just kind of understanding what am i looking for how important is the airport to las vegas very critically important now las vegas is a great entertainment place it has no beach so it's not it's not a place for surfers to come hang out. It's not a demographic for people who are going to go on that type of a vacation. It's it's so every market is going to have a personality of who it attracts, both in terms of how it brings money into the community from outside, which is an important concept. But once it's here, what what kind of businesses sprout up? What kind of businesses exist? And then is that or is that not the type of people that you need based on the kind of investing? you want to do and where you think the real strength is going to be. So a Dallas, Texas is a very different marketplace, say, than a Memphis, Tennessee, which is a very different marketplace than a Las Vegas, Nevada, which is a completely different marketplace from Washington, D.C. or New York City. They're all very different. You can make money in all those markets, but you have to make sure you understand when you're going into the market, starting, as you said at the top of the show, Robert, with your personal investment philosophy in mind, and then when you're building a team, you've got to build a team that's going to do the thing that you want to have done, And but picking that market that's going to have the potential to give you what you want long-term and be durable. You ended your last comment on durability, and the durability is going to revolve around kind of the market infrastructure momentum that's there. People come to Silicon Valley in, in, in California not because the real estate is cheap. They don't come there. I mean, as great as the weather is, it's great, but that's not why companies come to Silicon Valley. They come to Silicon Valley because there's an energy and a momentum in tech innovation that still... Even after all these years, how people are trying to replicate, oh, Austin is the Silicon Valley of Texas and, you know, Phoenix is the Silicon Valley of Arizona and everybody wants to be – anytime anybody is saying they're the Silicon Valley of something, they're not Silicon Valley. (laughs) We're
0: the Las Vegas of Missouri.
2: Right. So Silicon Valley has a personality about the types of companies it attracts, the types of workers it employs, and the kind of real estate market that results from that. It's not a market where you're going to go buy cash flow properties. It's not going to be that kind of a market because it doesn't produce that kind of job. It doesn't produce that kind of price point rent ratio that you would be looking for. Can you make money in real estate in Silicon Valley? A ton. Probably going to be more equity and less cash flow right? You're going to get a lot better cash flow in other marketplaces, but you can still make a ton of money. So you just have to understand that the market has a personality and the infrastructure will help you discern what that personality is.
0: You mentioned airports and airports are a huge infrastructure. If you think about where airports locate in a marketplace, it has a lot to do with how that market expands and how it grows. We went into Memphis many, many years ago and a gentleman came from the Chamber of Commerce and talked about the Aerotropolis, this whole idea of creating a business zone and really industries around the airport. Memphis is a great example because that airport is not a busy, busy passenger airport. It is a huge airport when it comes to moving boxes and distribution with FedEx there, of course, just like UPS in Atlanta, places that are are huge. And so the Airtropolis idea is is brilliant. In fact, there's been news on this in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta has been working for a couple of years on their own version of Airtropolis, and it's just come to light recently that that, uh, that's getting the green light.
2: Yeah, so this is a real interesting concept. It's no secret that we've been going to Memphis, Tennessee for a number of years now, and that's turned out to be a great real estate market, a great real estate play, has a very specific personality. It's a big distribution hub, and that distribution hub was built around the company called FedEx, who was attracted there because of the low cost of labor, the low cost of doing business, and the cooperation of the airport. FedEx literally takes over the airport every night and runs it, and it's become this major distribution hub. Well, the people at Memphis, the Chamber of Commerce and the other people, you know, it's kind of a coalition between the government and the private sector, came together and said, hey, we've got this airport, let's kind of take it to this next level, this concept called Aerotropolis, that was coined by uh, this John Casarda at the University of North Carolina. And it's this idea that the airport itself can become a Major economic driver. And Memphis saw that and latched onto it and became one of the premier aerotropolises in the world, with I think Dubai and Seoul. Paris and Memphis were like the top four. right? And so Atlanta saw that, and they convened a task force, and they started studying the potential. And about a year into it, they felt like they had enough of a plan and an idea what they wanted to do. They are going to go raise money, and they started looking for corporate sponsorship. And they started getting corporations on board. Delta Airlines got on board. UPS got on board. Porsche. Porsche got on board. In fact, the general counsel and secretary for uh, Porsche North America uh, is serving as the alliances, this Aerotropolis Alliance uh, of Atlanta, their first chairman. And so they got their funding. And now they're beginning to go out and take this concept to the world. And they're looking at Memphis kind of as a template. And, you know, we're sitting here looking at this going, you know, We've been in Atlanta for the last couple of years, and it's already an amazing market because of all of this this tremendous infrastructure. And, you know, Atlanta's looking at Memphis going, hey, if they can do it with what they had to work with, look what we have to work with. I mean, our baseline is we're starting with the busiest airport in the world, and we've already got a tremendous – Infrastructure of all kinds, from culture to entertainment to medical to education. They've already got Fortune you know, 100 companies there, a big concentration of companies there with big office infrastructure. You add to that really understanding how to develop this Aerotropolis concept and use it as a draw to bring people in. So you look at that and say, okay, that is a major, major piece of infrastructure. You're looking at an economy where the economy has gotten soft and jobs have gotten— hard to come by. And that happens when you look at the numbers on a macro level. It's just like it's this number that's a little bit flat. But if you look at the different marketplaces, some markets like Detroit are really down, where other markets are actually up or positioned to really grab opportunity. And marketplaces, especially in the, the south, east, have really grabbed it and and taken advantage of it and it's been really exciting to see of course as we've been going on these field trips and and viewing what's going on both in memphis and in atlanta and now we you know we've been spending some time in orlando and we're down the road we're probably going to be doing a field trip there too a lot of exciting things happening in that part of the world as these people realize they've got major pieces of infrastructure give them a huge competitive edge because how much harder is it right if i have to develop anything. I mean, if I got to develop a city block, if I have to be the guy that puts in the road and the sewer and the power, that's a lot of heavy lifting. If I can go in and all that's already there and I just got to build on top of it, that's easier. Well, imagine that on a macro level. How much easier is it for an economy to reinvent itself if it already has really strong bones? And so when we look at Atlanta, we're like, you know what? Atlanta's got some really strong bones. It was really popular before the meltdown. It got hit and it got hit hard but it's also come back strong. It's been one of the top performing markets this last year, and yet it's still under 2007 prices in terms of the real estate there. So there's a huge opportunity, we think, based on what is happening in that marketplace and what it already has to work with to attract companies and attract population and and really become a very vibrant real estate market in spite of what's going on in the global or in the national market of the United States.
0: There is one other giant advantage Atlanta has, and we're gonna talk about that when we come back. chance to play real estate trivia where you can win a prize next you're tuned to the real estate guys radio program i'm your host robert helms
3: live nationwide you're listening to the real estate
4: guys find out more at realestateguysradio.com Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And
3: if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to The Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're
0: talking about. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys because you never know where that might lead. Lots of folks love to talk real estate as we certainly do every week. And uh, thanks for tuning into the show. We're talking about uh, infrastructure and markets and markets that have distinct advantages, especially with the uncertainty that we have today. Yeah, markets are up, but also jobs aren't. So there's a lot going on in the economy more than we have time to talk about today. Uh, right now, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. In a minute, I'm going to ask you a question that has something to do with our very topic today, as you'll see, and uh, as soon as you think you know the answer, you're going to send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, include your name and your mailing address so we can send you the prize. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The prize is a great one, a wonderful book on real estate investing called The ABCs of Real Estate Investing by our good friend and rich dad advisor. Ken McElroy, that can be yours. Uh, Before we give you this week's question, last week on The Real Estate Guys, uh, we were talking about protecting your portfolio with not only entities but insurance, and we had Randy House on the program, we asked this, one of the large insurance companies invites you to own a piece of the rock, which rock are they talking about? The answer, the Rock of Gibraltar, which uh, is located in the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar off the southwestern tip of Europe on the Iberian Peninsula. In case you're wondering, here's our real estate trivia question for this week. You heard Russ say that Atlanta's airport is the busiest airport in the world. In fact, of the 10 busiest airports in the world as of last year, four of them are in the United States. Atlanta's number one, what were the other three? The other three US airports that are in the top 10 busiest airport list, what are they? That's a fun one to take a guess at. If you think you know, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address so that if you're the first person with the right answer, you'll get that great book, The ABCs of Real Estate Investing by Ken McElroy. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're looking at markets and specifically infrastructure and markets. Watching what's happening in Atlanta has been fabulous. You know, it's like we've seen this movie before. We watched the Aerotropolis concept pop up in Memphis. Now Dallas is looking at it too. And, of course, Atlanta. And another big advantage I think Atlanta has is price point. The properties in Atlanta are still trading at a very good price point, as you mentioned, Russ, below the high. But not only below the high, in many sub markets, still below replacement value. And in many marketplaces, you're seeing properties with great tenant performance at under $100,000.
2: And we still have great interest rates. And, you know, when you look at the ability to get into a market, knowing that the wave is kind of coming back in and you can see companies stepping up, putting major money into the infrastructure they need to build their future. It's this idea of following the big dogs, right? I mean, it's like, okay, I can't go do that. I can't put in an airport, but I can look at when somebody does or when they're going to build a whole marketing campaign around attracting businesses, not just Domestic businesses, but I mean, you know, the Atlanta folks have been going out to Brazil and recruiting business coming in, right. international business saying, hey, come here and do your international trade here. Make this your your entry point into the United States of America. And you look at that and say, well, I can invest alongside that. I can get in and I can buy properties today below replacement cost in that market. I can buy them below the peak that they were at even though the trend line says they're coming back i can buy them where they cash flow i can lock in long-term financing at interest rates that are still at historical very attractive low rates and i can do that all against the backdrop of these mega millions of dollars both government and private industry going out stimulating this local economy something i'm not going to read about in the national news unless i'm tuned to following a particular market and i can get inside and invest alongside that and the worst case scenario is if the market doesn't take off if it just stays steady eddy for the next 10 15 20 years my tenant will consistently pay that property off i'll still be okay so we talked at the beginning of the show about the concept of risk mitigation now as an individual investor uh, I have the opportunity to mitigate some of my own risks simply by structuring deals that make sense, buying the right market, the right property type, the right neighborhood, getting a good team in place, putting the right financing in place, and then just being patient and letting the work that these other people are doing come to me.
0: It's a huge concept. I mean, I've got a lot of deals across my desk, and I see these tertiary market deals, not even secondary markets, but these little markets with populations of 15,000 or maybe 60,000 people where there is no major airport but there's some eight cap apartment building like you know what the risk there is far too high if the market does well across the board and the economy booms and the real estate market goes up 20 percent a year again you're okay but what happens when it doesn't what happens when that town is forgotten on route 66 right so part of figuring out the market to be in is dependent upon your strategy what's your long-term strategy and infrastructure is two things infrastructure is existing infrastructure like we see in Miami with the port systems and all of that existing infrastructure, and the cruise business, and the international flavor that's there. And then there's new infrastructure, like Aerotropolis, taking some existing infrastructure and layering on top of that, which is going to create more jobs, more demand, more traffic. And those are the things we're looking for, is we're looking for not only increase in the durability of our income, but in the absolute amount of our income. Yeah,
2: so that's actually very interesting, because if you think about this concept, you know, they're not really putting in an airport, it's already there. What they're doing is they're figuring out how to leverage it better. They're trying to be more strategic in building the things that are around the airport in order to leverage the airport better. And that's where the real opportunity is. It's no different than the story we tell all the time about the gal I met on the cruise ship way back when who heard, oh, I hear that the Denver Broncos are changing their stadium, and goes out there and picks up a bunch of raw land that's just out in the area, which is nowheresville, but is about to become somewheresville because somebody with a lot bigger pockets, a lot bigger dog, if you will, was gonna put hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars plus into building this brand new stadium and filling it up every weekend during football season
0: the same exact story about a friend of ours in dallas who went on the dallas field trip we go and see that 40 acre parcel right immediately next door to the stadium and say the guy bought before the stadium was announced right yeah now he had some clues the airtropolis thing in, in atlanta has been in the news for two years now two years ago was an idea a year ago they got funding Folks, this stuff is not secretly hiding in some vault. If you open your eyes and you peruse the news, you will find this information. That gives you an advantage over the next real estate investor in line who's just following the crowd. You're following the leaders. People are following you, right? So you want to make sure that you're looking ahead. Don't invest in a market for what's there now. Look at what's coming down the pike. Yeah. I mean, who's the guy
2: that says figure out where the people are going and buy there and wait? Roy Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's why we go to these markets. I mean, we'd love for you guys to come with us. It's a ton of fun. You know we uh, we hang out for two and a half days. we start out with the big overview of the market and what is going on in the market, and maybe what's changed from the last time we were there. you know, in the case of Atlanta, we've been there a couple of times in the last couple of years. This will be our third trip. And uh, and then we go out and we get in the bus and we drive around and we don't we don't spend as much time looking at houses as much as we spend time looking at infrastructure. Right. right. We want to get a feel for what is going on. What's the vibe? What's the buzz? What is what does this airport really look like? You're going to fly into it, right? And then what are the what are the hotels like? And what does a cab driver have to say? And what does a bus driver have to say? And what do the local business people have to say? We go into the different restaurants. What what, what what's the condition of the cars? What's the demographic look like? Are these are the malls busy or are they vacant I mean what's the trend and then of course inside any hot market you're still gonna have the dog neighborhoods and you're gonna have the neighborhoods that uh, that have a lot of potential and we get a chance to visit with local market experts who make their living every day with their thumb directly on the pulse of where the demand is where the trend is where the action is and uh, and it's a great time even if you're not interested in that particular market just to learn how to look at a market through a professionals investors eyes is just a ton of fun
0: well That's a good point. And we're talking infrastructure, a lot of markets with infrastructure. Uh, In June, we go to Atlanta for our field trip. We'd love to have you come with us. And you're going to learn a ton just about market analysis, but also to see if there's an opportunity there. And and we're not saying there is, but that's why you're a student of real estate and of markets is to figure it out. Uh, Check it out on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on events and you'll see our field trip to Atlanta, Georgia. Also going to Belize. Some amazing uh, changes in that marketplace. And a lot more people are hearing the buzz of Belize. Come see what that's all about. get out and kick the dirt. Hey, up next, we have a very special guest that has just shown up and we are excited to introduce you to him. He was named one of the top 20 living economists last year. Stay tuned to meet him right here on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Need help with
3: your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
5: Choosing the right market is one of the most important decisions you need to make as a real estate investor. You're looking for infrastructure, diverse and durable industry, and the right kind of jobs. So let's see if you can spot this market. It's home to more than 80 accredited universities, a federal reserve bank, and more than 1,200 multinational companies. Need some more hints? It's one of the top 10 MSAs and is home to 10 Fortune 500 companies, including UPS, Coca-Cola, NCR, and Home Depot. Still stumped? It's third on the list of most ENERGY STAR buildings in the U.S., has the second tallest hotel in the Western Hemisphere, and it boasts the world's busiest airport. Did you guess Atlanta? You're right! And there's so much more to discover about Atlanta, including the specific neighborhoods where fully rehabbed houses cash flow like crazy, yet sell to investors for far less than $100,000. So come take a look. Join the Real Estate Guys investor field trip to Atlanta, Georgia. For all the details, visit realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Experience this incredible market for yourself and hang out with the Real Estate Guys. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events.
6: Hello, Real Estate Guys listeners. This is Ken Corsini with Georgia Residential Partners. I want to personally invite you to attend our upcoming field trip to Atlanta with Robert and Russ, June 20th through the 22nd. If you've been to one of our field trips in the past, you know what an amazing opportunity this is to get a personal tour of Atlanta while also analyzing a number of investment opportunities in our market right now. You see, at Georgia Residential Partners, we specialize in providing turnkey residential investment properties to investors all over the country. From renovations to leasing to financing and property management, our bread and butter is making an out-of-state investment as painless and profitable as possible. If you have a second, download our special report on Atlanta at therealestateguysradio.com or check out some of our current inventory at gainvesting.com. And again, don't forget to sign up soon for our Atlanta field trip, June 20th through the 22nd. I look forward to seeing you there.
0: Hi, this is Anthony Melcury from Hotel Impossible, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every weekend on this fine radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. And you'll never guess who's joining us, our good friend, special surprise guest, Dr. Mark Skousen. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Yes, indeed. Leaping
7: from tall buildings with a single bound. It
0: sure seems like it. <laughs> uh, we've uh, had a chance to uh, get to know you over the years. And uh, boy, you gave a great presentation this morning. Just loved all those quotes. Give us a couple of those wonderful quotes that you're so good at.
7: You know, uh, I've been writing this book the maxims of Wall Street now. Uh, This is in the the third printing. And of course, I quoted my favorite self-deprecating quote, uh, to err is human, but to be paid for it is divine. (laughs) And that certainly applies for any of us who are in the business of forecasting or giving investment advice. Not everything works out, but hopefully things work out in, in the long run. Uh, my, my favorite quote is right on the cover of the Maxims of Wall Street. It's, uh, it says, Bears make headlines, bulls make money. And you've seen this in the business all the time where people get up and they, they advocate uh, doom and gloom and things are looking really bad. And there are time periods when things are bad, even in real estate. But uh, most of the time, you can make money, and uh, if you can turn a uh, uh, lemon into a lemonade, then uh, that's, that's what the game is all about. So I've collected about 800 of these quotes, and uh, I, w- I was quoting from people who I'd actually met, like John Templeton and Warren Buffett and, and Jack Bogle and Louis Kaiser and all of these people. Uh, it, 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 there's a whole bunch of them that I've met. Now, I haven't met Benjamin Franklin, and I haven't <laughs> met Joe Kennedy and J.P. Morgan and some of the old-timers, uh, but uh, it's just a wonderful experience. Uh, I, I had a guy come up to me, and he says, Skousen, uh, I keep your book right up. Next to my desk, and I loved it. It it, it gets me to start thinking if I can find a really good quote. I have a great real estate quote. How about this? How to make a million dollars, borrow a million dollars, and pay it off. Because that's really what real estate is all about is that leverage. Most people, when they buy real estate, it's so expensive, they have to borrow money to do it. So you buy the mortgage. And, uh, and and that's the first thing you pay off every month, or else you get into trouble.
0: Well, it's great. You pay the, you borrow the money, you pay the mortgage off, and you're left with the real estate. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and so that's so how you become go. a millionaire. All right, good stuff. You know, one of the things I appreciate, in addition to all the books that uh, you've written, uh, for almost 35 years now, you've been writing your newsletter. And one of the things you said today was, uh, boy, the worst thing you can do is say, oh, I'm not subscribing to any, any newsletters except yours, right? you you got to listen to a lot of different voices.
7: Well, yeah, and a lot of people say at these investment conversations. I walk away so confused and I say that's good because it forces you to decide to separate the the wheat from the shaft, the good from the bad advice, and, and you have to be your own investor. And everybody's different. There's lots of ways to climb a mountain. There's not only just one way. There's lots of ways. And you have to find out your way. And it's not necessarily mine. You want to subscribe to my newsletter. You want to subscribe to other services. And then you make up your own mind. That's the idea behind that uh, adage.
0: Critical for sure. Well, one of the things we're excited about is it is a Freedom Fest time right around the corner. Yes, it is. One of our is. favorite events of the year. So, uh, this event has been going on for many years now and uh, really, really a, a great event for so many reasons. Uh, let's talk about the theme for this year.
7: Well, the theme is Big Brother. Is Big Brother here? You know, after the uh, NSA uh, disclosures, the IRS, uh, the, the, all of these government agencies have been empowered. To overtax us, overregulate us, uh, overmonitor us, uh, uh, the nanny state, even the police state. You know, there are these SWAT teams that are everywhere now and you really kind of wonder if they're going to knock on your door. So we have Steve Forbes coming, Uh, we have John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods Market, Uh, uh, he's coming. John Stossel is returning and taping his show. We have Reason, we have Cato, we have Heritage, all the free market think tanks, the Freedom Organization, Students for Liberty, a lot of young people. We're going to have over 2,000 people there who are there to learn and to network and to celebrate liberty or what's left of liberty. And we are so delighted that the real estate guys are going to be there. Uh, We love having you there. It's just wonderful to get together uh, all freedom loving people. uh, And we're there to learn philosophy and history and science and technology and healthy living and music and dance. And we have a little bit of everything. And so it's a wonderful conference. Uh, it's July ninth through the twelfth in Las Vegas at Planet Hollywood. We're going to take over the entire hotel, and it's just a great experience. So, if any of your listeners are out there and they haven't experienced it, sign up for it. Come—I mean, it changes people's lives. You cannot believe the quotes we get from people who say that it really made a difference in my life, uh, my children's life, what have you. So, I hope you can all uh, all come up and. Uh, can anything good come out of Las Vegas? You bet. Come and see.
0: Absolutely. It'll open your mind. It'll give you a whole new perspective, and you'll have a great time. So, Plus, uh,
7: plus we have an investment conference there. We have you guys speaking. We have top money managers. And we have no politicians this time. Uh, It's almost like no politicians allowed uh, because uh, they're the source of most of our problems. So we're talking about private solutions to poverty, to the uh, medical uh, crisis that's going on in this country. Private solutions. We have a guy, for example, uh, Harris Rosen. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's the hotelier in central Florida, has the Rosen Resorts and Hotels. He has taken it on himself, as clinics right in his hotel for his employees. He has uh, solved the poverty program in a local uh, minority community in Central Florida. You know the government's had a war on poverty for 50 years. Have they done anything? No, they've only made matters worse. He's offering a scholarship to every student who graduates from high school, full four-year scholarship to any school in Florida. As a result, the high school graduation level has skyrocketed. The amount of crime in this area has fallen sharply because of his initiative. Harris Rosen, here's a man you're going to hear about before, and he's coming and speaking at Freedom Fest, and that's what people need to learn is that we can – Take the bull by the horns. We don't have to write our congressman and sort of thing. We can do it ourselves. That's what Freedom Fest is all about.
0: I stayed at one of his hotels, and in the room is this story, amazing story of how he first got guests and all of that. Just uh, really looking forward to that. That's yeah, awesome. fantastic. So here's the great thing about Freedom Fest. There'll be some returning folks who come year after year like we do. There'll be new people there, and uh, you'll get into great conversations, debates, heated discussions, but it's all good stuff and it's all a a great time. So uh, you'll join the Real Estate Guys there. Come on out and uh, you'll get a chance to experience all that you have created. Uh, Dr. Scousen. good stuff. Thank you, Robert. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. My pleasure. If you want to join the Real Estate Guys and Dr. Mark Scousen for Freedom Fest in Las Vegas, Nevada this summer, go to our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on events and you'll see Freedom Fest. It's going to be a blast. Hey, big thanks to Mark for uh, showing up today. And uh, remember, infrastructure is a big deal. Lots of different drivers in the marketplaces. We need to all stick together to learn and continue to put ourselves in the path of progress. Until next week, got to make some equity happen.
3: This episode of the Real Estate Guys radio show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton.